I hate doing sales. Always have too. It was my least favorite part about working on the family business with my dad. And if I'm being honest, it's the least favorite aspect of running my own web design business today. But sales is essential. So if you wanna build a successful web design business, you need to learn to love it. What helps me to learn to love things that I instinctively hate? Get really good at it. One of the best books I've ever read is called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, one of the FBI's all-time top hostage negotiators. It is absolutely jam-packed with interesting stories and real actionable negotiation tactics that you can use both in your day-to-day -day life and in your business. Many of the strategies mentioned here have come from this book. I've used these strategies myself to sharpen my sales skills over the years and gain more web design clients. Are you ready to do the same? Sales trick number one, use non-round numbers in your quotes. If you live in North America, you know that you can't buy anything for $10, but you can buy an infinite amount of things for $9.99. There are multiple psychological effects that are happening when companies choose to price their products this way. But for us web designers who will be specifically quoting each job at a unique price, here's why using non-round numbers is super effective. It gives your quote more credibility and weight. Think about it. If I quote you on a website rebuild at $1,000, it sounds like I just pulled that number out of my butt. Your first inclination will be to negotiate for a lower price. But if I tell you the website redesign will cost $965, you will naturally assume I have put a lot of careful thought into calculating this specific number. You'll be less inclined to feel like you're not getting a good deal. Because what can you possibly buy for an even $1,000? The number just sounds too perfect. So here's how to do it. Simply chop a few dozen bucks off of all of your quotes and notice the difference in the responses you receive. Sales trick number two, the 738-55% rule. The 738-55% rule is the result of a UCLA study that breaks down like this. 7% of a message comes from the words we choose. 38% comes from our tone of voice and 55% comes from our face and body language. The words we choose only account for a mere 7% of the emotional reaction we receive from the person we are communicating with. Granted, this study was done under very specific circumstances that don't necessarily apply to every aspect of our lives, but you can bet your MacBook that it applies to selling websites. Empathetic communication is one of the most important web design skills you can master. Tone of voice and body language are critical components of empathetic communication. But what if you spend most of your time communicating via text-based communications, like email? Can you apply the 738-55% rule in written communication? Absolutely. This is where injecting your personality into your brand becomes ever so useful. What do you think they invented emojis for, hmm? Here's how to do it. Inject warmth and empathy into every form of communication. If you're writing, write like you speak. Add emojis to indicate the tone of your voice. 
If you're feeling really bold, respond to every sales lead with a quick video reply, rather than another generic email or message. With video, you'll easily be able to incorporate an attractive tone of voice and effective body language into your communication. Sales trick number three, use calibrated questions. Calibrated questions are questions that have no fixed answers. You can't simply respond to them with a yes or no. They require the recipient to put in a great deal of thought to find a solution, all while providing the illusion that they are in control. Confused? Allow me to explain. Calibrated questions always start with what are known as the reporter questions. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. The most effective calibrated questions are ones that start with what and how. To use calibrated questions effectively, one, decide where you want the conversation to go. For this purpose, we want it to end in a web design sale. Two, design questions that will take your recipient down that path. And three, avoid asking any question that can be answered with a simple yes or no. It really is that simple. Here are some examples of how you can use calibrated questions to negotiate with your web design leads. Instead of saying, does this quote work for you? You could say, how does this price feel to you? Instead of, does this look like something you would like? You could say, how does this look to you? Instead of, don't you think we should have a signed contract for the project? You could say, what will we do if we get off track? Instead of, why did you do it that way? You could say, what caused you to do it that way? Instead of, do you think this sounds reasonable? You could say, how am I supposed to do that? All of these questions turn the table on your recipient. If they make a request or demand that is unreasonable to you, these questions will simply put the solution making in their hands. They may even come to realize how unfair their demands are themselves. Here's how to do it only ask the reporter questions, or even better, questions that start with what or how. Get your web design leads to start negotiating with themselves. Avoid any question that can be answered with a simple yes or no. Sales trick number four, label their emotions. Emotions are raw and powerful. They can easily overtake and overwhelm our sense of logic. In a negotiation, this can be a real problem. Labeling these emotions can disarm them. This trick may sound a bit weird at first, but stay with me because it's super simple. A great negotiator doesn't ignore or dance around sensitive emotions in their counterpart. They acknowledge and identify them. Your web design lead is likely to have all sorts of fears and emotions running through their mind. Things like, how do I know this guy has the necessary web design skills? What if I'm overpaying? Do I really need to redesign my website? What will I do if I need to make small edits and changes here or there? Your job will be to sense these emotions and label them. How? By literally reciting these emotions to them out loud. Think of every single one of those emotions we just mentioned. Then simply add, it seems like you're thinking right before it. It seems like you're thinking how do I know this guy has the necessary web design skills? It seems like you're thinking, what if I'm overpaying? It seems like you're thinking, do I really need to redesign my website? It seems like you're thinking, 
what will I do if I need to make small edits and changes here or there? This will end in one of two ways. One, you'll correctly label their emotion and elicit an enthusiastic response. Your web design lead will sense your empathy and feel like you truly understand their concerns. Or two, you'll incorrectly label their emotion and encourage your web design lead to explain exactly what they're feeling. Either way, you'll get one step closer to understanding your lead's needs and successfully closing the sale. Here's how to do it. Listen to your web design lead talk and listen well. Try to measure their responses and sense what they're thinking and feeling. Then label those emotions with something like, it seems like you're thinking or feeling X. Easy as pie. Sales trick number five, provoke a no as soon as possible instead of a yes. Yes, I realize I just told you to avoid questions that can be answered with a yes or no, but sometimes it's unavoidable, particularly in the beginning of a negotiation. Let me explain. Ultimately, we want our negotiation with our web design lead to end in a yes. Yes, I will buy a website design from you. This is the exact result we want in any sales negotiation. However, there is a serious stigma attached to the word no. We look at the word no as an undeniable rejection. But when someone tells us no, what they're really saying is, I'm not yet ready to agree, or you're making me uncomfortable, or I don't understand, or I don't think I can afford it, or I want something else, or I need more information, or I wanna talk it over with someone else. By reframing how we look at no, we can start to look at it for what it actually is, a stepping stone that leads to yes. What this boils down to is, like many other aspects of negotiation, control. We've all experienced the feeling of losing control in a negotiation. If you're negotiating to get a better deal on that hot new car, and the salesman gets you to say yes to an easy question right from the start, you're immediately put on the defensive. You're suspicious of every question that follows after that. You feel like he's leading you by the nose down the path that he wants to take you down. One that ultimately ends in you paying more than you want to for that car. But by giving the car salesman a firm no right off the bat, you let him know that you're in the driver's seat here. You'll be deciding which direction this negotiation takes. One that leads to you paying your ideal price for that car. See how easily that minor adjustment can completely shift the mindset of the individual you're negotiating with? Once you receive that initial no, you can counter it with some calibrated questions. What about this quote doesn't work for you? Or what would it take to make this deal work? Or you can label their fears and concerns. It seems like something about this quote is bothering you. Or it sounds like you're afraid that you're not going to get your money's worth. So here's how to do it. When beginning the negotiation with your web design lead, help them to feel like they're in control. Ask a question that will allow them to easily respond with a no. Chip away at those walls they've built up, one by one. Sales trick number six, use mirroring instead of positive reinforcement. Who doesn't love some good old fashioned positive reinforcement? As it turns out, many of us, at least subconsciously anyway. One study done by psychologist Richard Wiseman used restaurant waiters 
to highlight the power of mirroring over positive reinforcement. One group of waiters used positive reinforcement with their customers, saying things like, sure, great, and no problem, as they listened to and acknowledged their orders. The other group of waiters employed the mirroring tactic, which simply involves repeating the customer's orders back to them. The result? The average tip of the waiters who mirrored was 70% more than the waiters who used positive reinforcement. Mirroring is based on this basic human quality. We fear what's different and are drawn to what's similar. And you can expand this tactic far beyond merely mirroring someone's words. You can mirror someone's tempo, body language, speech patterns, and tone of voice. Here's how to do it. When listening to your web design leads speak, simply repeat back the last few words to them. For example, if they say, I'm just not sure how many pages I need, you would reply with, how many pages you need? This immediately tells them you're listening and invites them to expand upon what they mean by providing more detailed information. Sales trick number seven, stay far away from fair. Anything even remotely resembling the concept of fair or unfair should be avoided. Focusing on fairness is completely emotional and invites comparison. Comparison breeds nothing but negativity and lack of perspective. Robin Williams, in his prime, commanded as much as $8 million for a role in a single film. For the animated movie Aladdin, in which he voiced the genie, he offered to do it for a measly $75,000. He did this because he didn't believe the movie would be that popular, and he wanted to leave something nice behind for his kids. Then the movie became a $500 million smash hit, and Williams was furious. He demanded that Disney give him a fair share of the profits. Why was he so angry? After all, he was the one who had agreed to do the film at such a steep discount. He was upset at the perceived unfairness of it all. Why should he only receive pennies on something that he directly contributed to its success? Had the movie actually been a mere blip on the radar as he predicted, do you think he would have reacted in the same way? In like manner, never get involved in a comparison game. Web design is an absurdly confusing industry. There are no clear pricing structures. There's no physical, tangible product to give your customer when the work is done. It's all ones and zeros. And many web designers undercut one another in fierce competition. Don't play that game. You'll find the words fair and unfair will pop up very quickly. Here's how to do it. Never invite comparisons with other web designers. It's a losing game. Stick to your strengths, sell your personality, clearly define your pricing, and convince your web design lead that they will receive more than their fair share of value. Sales trick number eight. Trigger a, that's right, not you're right. What's the difference between that's right and you're right? You tell someone you're right when you're tired of being bothered by them and try to inflate their ego to get them to leave you alone. But you tell someone that's right when they affirm your worldview or version of events by reciting them back to you. This is why you need to get your web design lead to say that's right instead of you're right. And it's also why it usually comes towards the end of a negotiation. We're at the final stretch here. 
it's time to bring home the bacon. Here's how to do it. Summarize exactly everything you and your web design lead have discussed. More importantly, summarize your interpretation of what it is your web design lead is looking for in a website. Then finish it with, how does that sound? If you receive a resounding, that's right, or something along those lines, then you know you've done your job well. Psychology will only take you so far. Sales is hard. In fact, it may just be the most difficult part about running your own web design business. But naturally, it's also the most important part. No sales means no clients means zero cash. You constantly need to be sharpening your sales skills. Learning psychological tricks is great and all, but it's important to remember that people buy from people. You might have noticed that most of these psychological tricks, let's not even call them tricks, let's call it strategies. Psychological strategies stem from the same basic human desires. The desires to be heard, to be understood, to trust, to make genuine human connections are things that we all share. What we just discussed is not a substitution for those things. They're not meant to replace qualities like empathy, kindness, trust, and selflessness. They should be used to enhance those qualities. This is not manipulation, it's amplification. Try using some of these psychological sales tricks in your next web design negotiation and let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. If you're enjoying the podcast, please help me out and leave a quick rating or review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, And come join us over at Launchers. Launchers is the world's first social network built specifically for web designers and, of course, people who want to become one. Uh, And more specifically, people who want to build their own web design business and design their ideal lifestyle. You'll learn how to build a web design business directly from the people who have successfully done it themselves. You'll connect with people in your niche, people who share the same skills, interests, and struggles as you. And you'll gain instant access to a powerful network of knowledge, insight, and boundless motivation. So the link for launchers is rapidweblaunch.com launchers. That's rapidweblaunch.com launchers. Have a great week.